Journalists and workers at the Namibia Broadcasting Corporation, also known as the NBC, are now back at work after a one-month strike, reportedly the longest in the NBC's history. The no-work, no-pay work stoppage has been a controversial one, and employees were certainly feeling the pinch at month end. The Namibia Public Workers Union, NAPWU, led the strike in which the NBC staff were demanding, among others, an 8% salary increase and a better deal for monthly contract workers, and they also condemned, of course, the bonuses recently paid to NBC management. The outcome of the strike has reportedly led to a better deal for contract workers and the withdrawal of the Napu court case against the NBC that management were negotiating in bad faith. Public sentiment has been mixed about the strike. Some were unsympathetic and even critical of the fact that the work stoppage deprived communities of essential information, especially in a time of pandemic, while others, like the International Federation of Journalists, or IFJ, stood in solidarity with the demands of the workers. Today, my two guests have different perspectives on the strike action. The first guest is Bob Vazira Kandetu, who himself was a former permanent secretary in the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting, and Bob also importantly served as Director General at the NBC from 2006 for just over two years. My second guest is Sakias Ikela, who is the Secretary General of the Namibia Media Professionals Union, also known as NAMPU, which also supported the NBC strike. I'm Gwen Lister, your host for this Free Speak podcast of the Namibia Media Trust, in which we discuss all things media. So welcome, Bob. Welcome, Sakias, to you both. On the subject, I think, essentially, Quo Vadis, the NBC. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you both. Uh, Saki, if I could turn to you first, and again, apologies for putting you on the spot, but uh, the Secretary General and other NAPWU officials were missing in action when it came to our request to take part in this podcast. It's now back to work for the NBC workforce after the strike on the basis of no work, no pay, which left them all with a paltry income at month end. What do you think, Saki? Was it worth it? The, the, the strike was um, uh, worth it to the point that um, I think the issue of, of, of uh, um, um, labor practices, or let's say um, uh, the, the, the working conditions that they are demanding at the NBC, it has been, I think it has been a, a long time coming. We, uh -huh. If we look at the history of the NBC, there has been strikes before, there has been strikes in 2018, there has been strikes in 2019, right. and these are not new, new demands. They are, all, they, are all, all, they are all demands that are known by the management. So my, in my view, uh, I think the strike was worth it so that the management can wake up and, th and then at least address some of these issues. As you, as you have said uh, earlier that the strike resulted in the uh, full-time employment of uh, more than 130 employees who, were, who have been uh, employed on a one-month uh, renewal contract. Right. Yeah, if you look at that issue, we, uh, for us, uh, for, from, from our, our perspective as, as NAMPU, we have... We have raised it um, uh, uh, with with the NBC. We have also raised it with the with the government when during the strike, of course. That yeah. um, that is an, an unsustainable uh, arrangement. You, you, you cannot employ someone on a one month renewal contract. Basically, we are not giving them 
the security of employment, you are not giving them the benefit of um, utilizing or benefiting from uh, the, from the, the services that other people who have secured contracts uh, uh, benefit from. For example, if you go to a financial institution and say, no, I want to get a loan for so-and-so because right. I want to go and develop my house or, or, or pay for my school, my children's school fee, you cannot get some of these things, some of these, some of these benefit because the permanent you, you do not have get. security right. of employment. So they, we are glad that the strike resulted in, the, in this good news of, of the employment of, uh, of, of more than 130 uh, contract workers. But of course, the employees suffered due to the prolonged uh, strike. They suffered uh, after they entered in this um, no work, no pay agreement. And I think maybe perhaps maybe the union that is representing the employees or the majority, the union that represents the majority of the employees, which is NAPU, perhaps right. they did not reconsider, they did not, they did not uh, take into consideration the, 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 the impact that it would have, that agreement would have to the employees when they come to, of course, to the conclusion of the, of the, of the, of the strike. Okay. So uh, I think, as I've, as I've said, that the strike is still and was uh, relevant. Uh, it has, uh, of course, uh, it, was a, it was a damaging strike, of course, in many aspects. But um, now that now we know that NBC can actually employ these people on, on full time, and we know that NBC now would actually take steps to address some of the demands and, 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 and concerns that were raised by the employees. Okay. Thanks for that, Saki. And just before I turn to Bob um, uh, for some of his views, perhaps as a follow-up to you, um, there are some people now, obviously, who are red-carding NAPU for an outcome uh, in which, even though you say you think there were benefits, but to many people the outcome or the gains were negligible, uh, uh, the specter of future job losses also hangs over the NBC, which faces a critical budgetary shortfall and is basically in a dire financial situation. Were, do you think, these demands realistic in this current period of huge economic downturn, um, which has also been exacerbated by the pandemic, clearly. And perhaps another question added to that, would NAMPU have done things differently to NAPU? And finally, what do you see as the way forward for the crippled state broadcaster in the wake of the strike? Yeah. If you could answer as briefly as possible, then I'll hand to Bob. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the issue of the NBC, NBC faces a lot of challenges, not only not only financial, but they, they, there has been reports of lack of capacity, lack of uh, uh, um, um, human, of course, capital apparently. But yeah. the issue is that NBC's uh, challenges are not new, as I've said earlier, that NBC management knew that they do not have uh, a lot of money, and then they kept on employing people uh, mm -hmm. day in, day out. Right. There has been allegations made, uh, made in the public that apparently... NBC, those those who are managing, who those who have hold high positions in the NBC, uh, they have employed their extended families. And of course, if you look at the NBC structure, of course, there are uh, surnames that are related there. But the 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 the, the issue of NBC, we must look at the NBC in not in isolation. We you you, you the, the the issue of the the, the what is it the, the dwindling or declining. Um, um, state or government subsidy is not new also at the NBC. From 2019, from 2018, from 2017, we right. knew that the government has been reducing, consistently reducing the subsidy that is, it, it allocates to the NBC. So for, 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 
in in of course the, you can you can say at, at some point that the the demands of the eight percent is not realistic in the in the in the current um, um, environment environment right. financial environment mm -hmm. but if if you look at if if you want to of course operate sustainably of course you 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 need to have a position if uh, and, and I've asked this question of uh, at, at several occasions that uh, I do not understand why the government keeps cutting MBC's budget. MBC operates on a budget of more than 400 million, but if you you cannot you cannot cut the budget to 127 million without any direction or without any recommendation to say no, we want you to operate in a certain manner or we want you to restructure perhaps. Of course, we know that MBC employs more than um, 600 workers currently. And, uh, and we have made controversial statements. People say, no, you are operating in a, in a, in a, in a, in a labor industry. You want, people, you want to represent employees, but you cannot call for the restructuring of, of the MBC at the moment because right. apparently people will not become a member of the union. But, but I said, no, as a nation, as a, as, a, as a general public, we need to have a position on MBC. We can't have people just employed at the MBC while uh, they are not bringing anything to the table. Exactly. Yep. We need, a, the government must move, the ministry must move, NBC's board must move and say, we, uh, we, we and say we, they, and, and come up actually with a policy or a strategy to turn around the NBC and restructure the NBC so that it can operate efficiently, so that it can operate sustainably. So right. we, we know if, if, if this financial or if this funding from government continues like this, um, uh, at a reduced uh, level like this, we, NBC will not operate in the next two years or in the next Actually, in the next year, it, right. it, will not, it will not continue operating because right. it has so much uh, financial obligation that it cannot meet. We have we have had report in the past that NBC could not be able to pay more than three hundred million of the of, of, of the employees' taxes to the third party. Right. We know that NBC's uh, employee has also had issues with their medical aid. So, if you say that if the government continues cutting without any uh, strategy of, of to go of, with it to go with it or to deal with redundancy to de or to deal with redundancy or, right. or, 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 or other all these some of these things they so that's why i'm saying that we we um, okay I, wanted, I actually wanted to 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 bring in the point that uh, the the current nbc director general has made at um, at several hearings of of the parliamentary standing committees that uh, that actually justifies my my argument of of restructuring NBC. The uh, the director general has said that NBC's current uh, staff establishment, at least more than eighty percent of it, is redundant. Mm. So we, if if we stand in that position and then and then just continue pumping money in the, into the NBC, what are we saying? Are we saying that NBC must just be there as a source of employment? Or are we saying NBC must be there, must be there as 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 as, as, a, as a public and, 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 and as a public media entity as it was uh, established to, to, to be. Some interesting questions you've raised there, yeah. Saki, especially about the dead wood also. Yeah. Um, maybe let me turn to Bob as a former director general at the NBC, and Bob's joining us telephonically from the farm. Uh, Bob, in your time at the NBC, you probably dealt with situations like this. Um, and while the strike action may be conceived by some as ill-advised, especially regarding the timing, there does appear to be legitimacy in some of the grievances um, and even the management bonus pay payments, for example, coming at the time they did, uh, seem to me uh, unacceptable. How, Bob, do you think you would have dealt with this situation if you were the incumbent at this time? 
Yes, thank you, Gwen. I, you see, my approach to institutional management um, is normally holistic. Right. In that, in that, um, at the point where I, as the chief executive officer, made provision for managers' bonuses and vehicle procurement and all this, uh, that is the time where I should have looked at uh, at uh, regular salary increments and and many other incidentals at the NBC, and that is the time I would have dealt with uh, budgetary issues that would lead us to to managing institution forward. You see, in institutional management of institutions like NBC, UNAM, NAST, and AL, if you do not do deliberate uh, planning in advance mm-hmm. on, an, on an egalitarian basis and defend your planning, you may end up having to beg the problem for a solution, and uh, they say that situation is in our hands now. My, we must make provision for, from the start uh, to deal with uh, with uh, the anxieties um, uh, that uh, budget limitations uh, already will pre- provide along the way. And uh, if we do not do that, then in the end we will be stuck. So, in the end, when you have planned for for your budget, right. and now the way you plan for a budget of 300 or something like 300 million and in the end what you have is uh, 180 million already then you have, you must have crisis meetings that try to curtail your dress according to the cloth you hold right. and if you don't do that in the end you have a crisis in your hand right because a lot of people do say bob you know this and and i think saki alluded to that uh, this is not just a problem that suddenly happened in 2021 it's kind of an inherited situation so as you say, uh, maybe it could have been averted if if we kind of seen the writing on the wall at a much earlier stage. Yeah, yeah. The, the writing was on the wall is predictable and is there all the time. It's like saying, look, my wife is pregnant and definitely one day there'll be a baby. You can't wait until there's a baby, you see. Right. And the other thing is that the history of uh, of the NBC is so predictable. You're dealing with, a, with an institution that is uh, to be a national public uh, broadcaster, but the government is reluctant to let go complete control over it. And in part, this is why you do not have uh, resources out there at the NBC because there is this element of control that is uh, that is envisioned uh, deliberately. Yeah, you raise actually, Bob, a very important question, which is close to my own heart. And that is, of course, the conversion of what is currently a state broadcaster to a public broadcaster. And But it didn't seem as though this, um, and I'll, I'll ask Saki about that just now, it didn't seem as though this was one of the foremost issues uh, to some of the journalists who were on the strike, you know, who did also complain that at times their stories are altered um, after they've been submitted, and, and there were a few complaints about that, but it certainly wasn't in the forefront of, of their demands. And of course, you know, an answer of some sorts, uh, I don't know if we can delve that deep right now, to the dilemma of the NBC might, of course, lie in its conversion from state to, to public broadcaster. But I think we all know why um, there's political reluctance to, to move in that direction. Um, Saki, can I perhaps just mention to you that obviously, I think it was top of my mind as well, that um, many saw this strike and the timing of it as a very strategic move, perhaps on the behalf of, of NAPU, maybe the NBC themselves, I'm not entirely sure, coming as it did on the eve of Namibia's hosting of the 2021 edition of World Press Freedom Day. Um, 
and I think that the thinking behind it was that because there was such a lot of international focus on the May 3 event, which was hosted in our capital, um, that maybe government would give in quickly to the demands. But of course, it didn't happen this way. Uh, do you think this formed part of the thinking, Saki? Yeah, um, that, that, that was actually part of the thinking by the striking employees. But as we have seen, that um, the government uh, tend to the Ministry of Information, they have journalists there, they have cameras, they have all equipment that, that uh, journalists need to operate. Um, you see, when I raise the issue of restructuring MBC, it's not only to restructure MBC in isolation. Um, MBC and the and if you consider NAMPA and if you consider the Ministry of Information, mm -hmm. they all have journalists, they all have equipment, cameras, and all these other things that right. uh, journalists work work with. MICT, for example, have um, uh, what you call or journalists people trained to be journalists, but they are called information officers in Correct. all the in all the regions. Correct. Um, these people work. Uh, produce content that is uh, broadcasted at NBC on the NBC and NAMPA of course produce content that is broadcasted on NBC so the perhaps the slow and unwillingness of government to, to 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 respond quickly and immediately to the demands of NBC employees when they uh, of course blacked out uh, during the eve of the the World Press Freedom celebration is to perhaps in my opinion is to indicate that NBC is not important right. because if right. we have a national broadcaster that is going on strike and then government is reluctant to come to the table. Right. What does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, maybe yeah. it makes sense also for government, yeah. and again, you raise an important question, yeah. to look at its entire stable yeah. of, of media, which would include New Era, yeah. which would include Number, Number all of which yes. are, yeah. like the NBC, yeah. um, costing the taxpayer very heavily. Basically, we are paying for duplication correct and uh and and and, and extortion of or, or extended uh, uh mandate i mean mbc if if you have if you have information officers in in in, in regions why do you need NAMPA there or why do you need right. an NBC duplication is, there? is another problem yeah yeah so i think that that's why i was saying that if we are going to restructure mbc okay, let's also consider some of these duplications if People, of course, we know NAMPA cannot, the, the video, the content that, that is produced by NAMPA is, NAMPA does not have a, a website or does not, does not have a TV station. So that content ends up at NBC. Right. So why don't we just have one of the three yep. in, 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 in those spaces? Right. So, okay, some good food for thought there, Saki, and not a bad idea. Bob, if I can turn back to you, information as a public good was the theme of this year's World Press Freedom Day. And although the NBC, and I must credit them with this, gave good coverage in the run-up to the event, uh, there was, as Saki mentioned, effectively a blackout um, of the 30th anniversary of the Vintuk Declaration, which, as we know, was an historic event and a very important one uh, for Namibian, of course, and the world's media. And we know that this uh, Vintuk Declaration was adopted way back in 1991, which was a very historic moment for our country as well. I, I know you attended the conference personally, Bob, and had access to a lot of the fascinating discussions that happened there at the time. What are your thoughts around this generally? Do you think this was a missed opportunity for the NBC also to provide its listeners with some of those really interesting discussions um, that happened then, particularly I say this because uh, we know from Afrobarometer uh, surveys that there's declining 
trust in the media. There's a declining belief, if you like, across Africa, not only in Namibia, in vital rights like press freedom. And this would have been something really, I think, that our people could have got their teeth into. What do you think? Was this a missed opportunity? Yes, Gwen, it was um, a missed opportunity indeed. Possibly one that uh, is to be characterized by uh, uncertainties in relations between the NBC and uh, the shareholder, the government, right. as well as between the NBC and NAPU, their union, right? Uh, because of the ripples that are likely to be endless. <laughs> you will recall, Gwen, that um, at the media conference that you, you hosted after the event, I posed the question to the executive director of the Ministry of Communication Technology, Mr. Wanjarakanga, as to whether NBC was missed. And his, his answer was NBC's absence presented an opportunity for others to shine. That was his answer. And that, and that in itself, uh, at least in my view, could be a loaded statement, one that is... Uh, that uh, that could be that uh, that um, at one level it may suggest that uh, NBC forfeited the opportunity to shine internationally, which of course is true. Um, and on one level, it may mean or suggest that uh, the nation, the state, the government, the civil society out there can do without NBC. And that is a very critical statement. Uh, and the fact that the uh, in the end. NBC workers uh, had to return to work uh, with head in the hand. It's a telling development, uh, one that is again bound to have uh, implications between NAPU and, uh, and the employees uh, in terms of representation and all that. So yes, it was a missed opportunity, but one that is bound to have uh, a very serious uh, ripple effect or far-reaching implications between relations. Yeah. I, I agree, Bob. And the other thing which I think was was not uh, thought of, although, as you say, questions exist around the NBC and its kind of necessity and other media filling in the gaps that it left or the vacuum it left at that time. But at the same time, I think we have to acknowledge the reach of the NBC, especially into our rural and far-flung uh, uh, rural communities, and especially at the time of the COVID pandemic. You know, I couldn't help thinking and I remember chatting to Saki about this at the time the strike began. Have you given thought or has thought been given to the fact that many people out there are very dependent upon the NBC for the kind of information they need to make better decisions about their health and the lives of their families over this COVID period? Bob, do you know, I, I even thought it may be a case of lives being lost um, because of that lack of access. Any thoughts from you around that, Bob? It's very serious, Gwen, and, and I cannot agree more with what you're saying now. The truth of the matter is I'm sitting on the farm here, yeah. and we are so dependent on the NBC. Yeah. Currently, there are, people are, are losing lives uh, on a daily basis. Uh, you, you talk to a relative, and he, he tells you that, you know, I missed you at this this uh, this funeral. Whose funeral? This one, this one. Oh, who died? Right. The truth is that uh, the, everybody, there was times when they would sit at the NBC knowing that uh, everything will come, whether it's about death or it's about marriages, whether it's about uh, what uh, theft in the, in the communities or theft on or cattle, et cetera, et cetera. It's, uh, and now that you mentioned the pandemic, right. people 
very easy. There are those people, sometimes people think that uh, social media can do it all. 80% yeah. of our people are not on social media. They hardly have these uh, cell phones that one can talk to and they respond. Right. They, they hardly understand. Many people can really read and write in English, etc., etc. So the NDC's role is very critical. <laughs> and and, and perhaps for political reasons, this is why you see that government will be reluctant to let go of the control of uh, media such as the NBC, NAMPA, etc. Absolutely. And also, I think, uh, uh, Saki, what, what, what are your thoughts around that? I mean, we all know there's no question that, that radio remains a really important medium in the African context generally, but especially in Namibia, and that includes the NBC, which, of course, has the greatest cover. Uh, any thoughts around whether you think we left people in the lurch a little bit uh, during the strike. Definitely, Gwen. Um, you know, you might have, as you've mentioned, you mentioned the, uh, about the IFJ solidarity with the NBC workers right. at the beginning of this uh, this conversation. Um, during the strike, the, 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 the NBC strike, we wrote to the president um, as uh, the journalist union uh, asking and uh, pleading with the president, of course, to, to find a speedy, solu a speedy solu resolution to this strike. We have mentioned and we have emphasized that NBC's role in society cannot be overemphasized. We know communities like uh, Okamata Party, people in Ogumbola depend on right. radio. Absolutely. Depend on radio. There's no TV there. There's no newspaper. People there rarely have access to newspapers sure. or any other me me media for that matter. Sure. So we have said that NBC's strike has actually... Uh, uh, disadvantaged and deprived people in the communities and the, in the, the remote areas of critical information that they could have gotten hold of. For example, you know that the government uh, uh, holds or updates the public on the COVID-19 uh, uh, briefings, on a, course, daily basis, on a daily basis. Yes. These briefings were not being done, were, were not being conducted, were not being done right. because NBC was on strike. And, and not only the, 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 the daily briefings, but even decisions of cabinet Absolutely. Decisions from parliament or decisions from any other government structure that could have affected people's lives uh, during that time was not communicated because NBC was on strike. But the point I wanted to, to, to put across is that, of course, uh, the, the strike has been damaging in, in terms of access to information. But the, uh, the, the point I made earlier that government and the NBC management knew exactly what was happening. Right. Now, if you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you argue and say, no, Government had no money, or they, there was no plan to to actually resolve uh, this, this strike at the beginning. Not mm. only uh, in the first week already. Where is the government finding the money currently to to complement or to supplement the subsidy that they've given? Right. Are they are, are we saying that government was uh, looking for money somewhere else, or why 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 did it take so long mm. for the the prime minister or the president to actually come to the table and say no? We are going to give you an additional money or additional funds to uh, solve the problems in the interim. In the interim, exactly. so that's why I'm saying the NBC issue. Government really needs to give us an update and, and tell us what does government want to do with the NBC. Yeah. If they want to close it, they must tell us. If they right. want to reduce the staff, they must tell us. Because you can you cannot just give uh, reduce the the NBC's budget without any instruction or any directives. For that matter. Exactly. And I think as we come to the end of this podcast, one of the things we all left mulling about is, of course, 
mistakes have been made. It's difficult to point the finger precisely and say the NBC is a political failure due to political interference. Is it a management failure for not seeing the writing on the wall? And is it to a certain extent the employees themselves who are making demands at a time when many of them will probably lose their jobs since many of them perhaps are not needed where they are presently? But just to finally sum up, and I'm going to put a last question to the both of you, Bob and Saki, and that's something that I personally have very mixed feelings about, and I must say I've thought about over many decades. Um, and that is, if we define a journalist um, as a profession or a craft, I often have very mixed feelings as to whether journalists should in fact strike. I often see journalists as essential workers, perhaps incorrectly so, but I usually think, should they not explore other ways and means um, to deal with grievances. And that's not to say that everything's perfect for, for the journalist. We know that it's not. But whether they should, shouldn't leave strike or striking as a very last resort, and especially without uh, taking into account the impact on others, because I do see journalism as public service as well. And, uh, and again, sorry, the last thing was the depriving, which we seem to have agreed their readers, listeners, or viewers of access to information at some times. So really, just your thoughts from the two of you on this and whether you think the NBC strike was really an action of last resort or could we have done this differently? Yeah. Saki, let's start with when you. When can I jump in there? Sure. Um, you know, when, when you consider, when you say journalist... Uh, Public servants, of course, I agree with you. Right. Um, it's 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 a profession that is uh, meant to serve the public. Right. Just like any other profession, like nursing, like uh, of course, in in other profession that are meant to really bring uh, uh, the the services closer to the people. Of course, sure. if nurses in the central hospital are not paid well, if nurses in the central hospital do not have access to services, if nurses in the central hospital do, do not have benefits to, of course, advance their lives, they will go on strike. The nurses are not, of course, meant to be to be striking, of course, because sure. if they strike, people are going to die in the hospital. So the, the question that we should perhaps ask is that are uh, media owners uh, oblivious to the fact that journalists are not uh, well paid, are they, are they uh, uh, detached from reality, okay. the, the reality that journalists are facing. Okay. Those questions need to be asked and they need, they need, to, they need to, be, to be resolved. Of course, we need answers on some of those questions because some people will just uh, turn up and say, no, you were supposed to be saving the public. You, know, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be striking, but I also have bills to pay as a journalist. Right. I also have right. families to feed. I also have uh, other things that I need to, to, to do in my life. But if I can't have that while I'm giving a service, yeah. Where does it take us? And at least decent working conditions, which obviously I totally agree with you, is very important to uh, securing uh, uh, the service of journalists at all times. Bob, what about your final thoughts on, on some of these uh, topics? Is it when your, your, your concern is legitimate, but a bit loaded in the sense that it implies that journalists uh, and their peers at the NBC in this context did not sufficiently explore other ways uh, right. means, uh, before the strike action. I am not uh, sufficiently briefed about, about uh, the situation there, right. and I cannot, easily, I cannot easily subscribe to that view because I don't know. Also, journalists and employees of the NBC are part of our larger society, which society derives um, 
um, you know, which society sets up the decisions or is responsible for decisions that leads to setting up institutions such as the NDC. And if we were to extend that logic, um, if in the judgment of journalists they feel that uh, they find themselves be, uh, holding on to the shorter end of the stick with uh, with regard to to the benefits, and they use the rationale that the NDC cannot be without resources and still manage to pay right. bonuses for their what's names for the as well as uh, buying a director general, a vehicle that cost two million, as we were told in the media, and therefore they feel aggrieved to the extent that they want the public out there to know. It is something they found themselves in a rock and a hard place. They wish they could continue to let the public know. At the same time, they want the public to also know that their plight is not uh, very well taken care of. I don't know, but as I'm saying, I'm not very well informed about these things there, but definitely I cannot go on and buy and, and buy a plane while the country has no budget for education. Right. And uh, these are very, very critical things, and perhaps we need to know more for us to have informed decisions, informed opinions. I'm absolutely a hundred percent with you on that. In fact, I think, and I and I did share with Saki as well, that even if the employees could accept that the current environment financially is difficult, to ask for an increase at least, that they really should have. I think done uh, uh, demanded far more uh, with regard those those management bonuses and new cars for the chief executive and so on, which I thought is unacceptable, unacceptable under the circumstances. But Bob and Saki, I know we can't solve all the problems of the NBC, but I think we have in this discussion today raised some very important points, which hopefully, if the powers that be listen. Can, can keep in mind, I think, Saki, as a unionist, you've raised, and as a journalist, you've raised some very important points about sustainability of the NBC going forward. And it's been great to hear Bob's perspectives coming also from that background in the ministry, both and as a former director general of the NBC. Uh, so if I can get a last sentence from both of you, we'll conclude this podcast and hopefully we can take it up at another time soon. Let me start with Bob. One sentence is that I think my colleagues at the NBC must do more in terms of resourcing the NBC. I feel that uh, with advertising and TV lives and all these things, there can be a good measure of income that can enable the NBC to afford some of the services. And if anybody does not agree with me, I challenge them to get me on. We had developed a business plan that provided for that at the NBC. I don't know how it is applying. So media must look there. Definitely that is an issue, that, that, especially now that the government is not uh, showing any signs of recovering economically very soon. Yeah, uh, Mr. Kandetu, if I can just come in there. Um, you spoke of business plans and business strategies of MBC that you've developed. But uh, the issue uh, that has been raised, and we have seen in several audit reports, uh, legacy issues that uh, previous managers like yourself have left at the MBC. Uh, if you look at the issue of, let's say, content sourcing at the NBC, from 20, I think, from since it was established, NBC was established until 2013, 14, somewhere there, NBC had been bringing not only uh, uh, equipment, but even personnel from South Africa to come even to, to come and, 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 and broadcast, for example, the, a show like, a simple show like NAMA, the NAMA's music, the Namibia Music, music, music Awards. NBC could, does, did not have capacity, did not have the know-how to just produce a simple 
a simple show like uh, the rugby sevens and all these other things. Uh, but currently we have, we have seen that NBC have moved. Um, we we see that NBC is now starting to show good signs in, in its financial statements. We see that they are starting to have clean audits. They are starting to have at least improved audits, improved financial reporting. Those things were not there. Perhaps during your time, I don't know what you guys were doing, but of course we need to sometimes face the issues and then uh, uh, do not point fingers, of course. Baba, I think you have a right to a very quick reply and then we will conclude this discussion. Yeah, the truth is that I was employed in, in half my time. The truth is I, I have the only director general who came up with a, with a business plan that was approved by government. And the truth is in that business plan, there was a potential turnaround situation that would be affected by the NBC itself, not through, you know, billions. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, and you could agree with me that NBC currently, as it operates, uh, and this, this, this is the issue that uh, the current director general has been uh, raising that w with advertising funds and TV license funds, NBC can still not uh, uh, afford its operation unless the government uh, transform NBC into a commercial entity. Do you also agree with those sentiments? No, I don't because the business plan that I left behind had all these ingredients. Could, it could it could fund the NBC, and as we were projecting the time, in five years' time, the NBC could be able to afford more than 50% of its own budget. The business plan is there. We called it the Red Book. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bob. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Bob and Saki. I think it's been a great discussion, and I hope we're giving lots of food for thought and lots of ideas to those to find a solution to something that is a very important institution for our people in Namibia. Thank you both.